I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Locked and loaded, ready to dominate the ear holes of America, pillar to pillar, coast to coast, with you here on a Sunday morning. Welcome in Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Tracy Murray. He joins us. Dan Byer off celebrating his wedding anniversary today. Uh, A lot of folks got married yesterday. I know we have a, a very weird convergence of circumstances here, Tracy, where a number of people either... Our technical producers, our executive producers, hosts, either in wedding parties this week, getting married, or celebrating anniversaries. There's something in the air. Uh, what's, well, what's going around what's Cinco de Mayo? It uh, seems yeah, like I mean, people may- got it affected a bit. A little tequila. Perhaps that was the thing that emboldened <laughs> some folks to step down the aisle or decide that, hey, you know what? If we were going to have a big party anyway. Why don't we just take it to the next level? And yeah, that let's, seems go, to be let's go meet some bridesmaids. I tell you, a lot of guys walking around in tuxedos. They, they, most of these guys barely wear a shirt that, that doesn't have 14 <laughs> stains or rips on them most days. And now I'm getting pictures in my timeline. I was like, look at me in a tuxedo. Like, all right, I'm not saying you got to wear the tuxedo. And I, I'm certainly not the height of fashion here <laughs> in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. But, you know... They, they clean up well, I guess. Maybe that's what they're trying to show, too. Show the bridesmaids they can clean up well. There you go. And that, that becomes the latest dating profile picture. <laughs> Look, I cleaned up. And Danny just laughs. Danny, now here you go. Danny G uh, on the ones and twos for us today. He does a thing called Tinderoni Tips. I know it's Sunday morning, so we're not going to go too deep into it. <laughs> but on the show he does with, with Ben Maller on the overnights, one of the things is, hey, if you are in the dating apps, 
and the dating world. Danny G is a guy to in the in the wee hours of the morning. He gives you the advice. Yeah, we get hundreds of tweets and emails from male listeners who either haven't been in the dating game for a while or just are barely starting to figure out how to navigate online dating because it could be tricky. There's lots of spam bots out there nowadays. Seems seems like there might be a book for you to write there too, Danny G, from all all the tweets that have come in. Look at you, my publisher. Hey, buddy, I'm I'm just trying to get everybody paid because then you you could wear that tuxedo all the time. It's not just a rental. (laughs) My question is, does Danny G give him the Barry White, you know, when he's on the mic? Oh, baby. Well, I mean, listen to that voice. No, I use my real voice. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com. Get yourself a free rate quote. You can interact with the show at Swollen Dome on Twitter, at Real Tracy Murray, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369, your phone number. We thank you for taking a few minutes of your Sunday morning to join us and obviously the biggest stories in the sporting world, unless you may have cashed a ticket on the Kentucky Derby, it all comes down to the NBA playoffs. And once again, that man doing work and finishing things off. LeBron James, 105-103, your final. Six seconds to go. Here comes LeBron. We're tied at 103. LeBron into the forecourt. In on Ananobi. Gets shoved toward the side. Banks it up. Oh, he did it again. LeBron James kissed it high off the window and drops it through. The LeBron James legend continues as LeBron James has won. Game three for the Cavaliers. Cavs Radio Network, James, 14 of 26 from the field, 9 of 11 from the free throw line, 7 assists, 6 boards, 38 points in the 105-103 victory. Once again, Kevin Love, his right-hand man, 21 and 16. Cleveland! Exactly, and Cleveland takes a commanding 3-0 lead. Coming up in about 10 minutes from now, we'll get into the other side of this because there's very interesting things happening in the losing locker room. But for now, it's the exultation, the celebration of LeBron James, the most criticized man. And although, look, I'm not a guy that's going to start calling him king. I don't do it. So I don't, I don't, you know, when he does stuff on Twitter or whatever, I, it's LeBron James to me. You want to give the actual tags, have at it. But watching what he's been able to do with this squad. Now, I may look at his GM capabilities and right now he's coaching because Ty Lue's just just a guy in a suit, Tracy, <laughs> we, as, as best we can tell. But you look at the overhaul of this roster and the fact that the guys they brought in are non-factors and have been non-factors, and he's willing and carrying them and doing all the things and checking all the boxes that the naysayers, the critics, the Twitter assassins have lined up to, to go at him with. I, I tell you what, he's starting to – not starting – but he really is earning his uh, King James title because uh, what he's doing with this particular team is something special. They were almost eliminated with Indiana, and now he carries this team against the number one team in the East, and they're up 3-0, about to sweep them. Now, when we look at it, the the Indiana Pacers, we watched during the year, right? Cleveland couldn't win on the road, and they were tested every time out. So we, we talk about matchups and what teams give you fits. Indiana was never scared. Right. T- Toronto Turtles. Yes. 
right? Time and time again. And again, we'll get into uh, DeMar DeRozan is the big topic that's swirling behind the LeBron James shot right now. A guy with big point totals, an awful game yesterday. But the fact that he was sitting on a chair for most of the, the end of that game is really, to me, one of the more delicious things being added to a number one seed. Right. And Dwayne Casey you know, looking around, wondering what's punched him in the face, and it's number 23 time and time again. The fact that, you know, you, he's able to dribble the ball up un, unfettered. There's really no trying to slow him down. Now he gets that Clyde Drexler thing. I always call it the Clyde Drexler move where you put your head down and, and you're just going to run through, guys. <laughs> uh, it's You know, we could do all the superhero comic book movies uh, analogies if we want, but for those that have watched basketball for a long time, the Clyde Drexler thing I think is a- appropriate in the way LeBron James attacks. But here, it's you're you're not getting monster games from all the supporting cast. Yet time and time again, it just looks at least from the Toronto side that they've conceded before, like the the boyhood idolization uh, of LeBron James and what he is that they back down. There is a serious mental block with Toronto. It's not like they don't have the talent. It's not that the, it's, they don't have a bench because the bench has been doing it for them all well, year. Well, they had a fantastic, I mean, what, third highest scoring bench in the league. You right. looked the other night, they had 40 points off the bench. Right. I mean, they have pieces there. I'm not saying they have the pieces to win a championship yet, but they have pieces to dethrone the king. But the serious mental block that they go through every year, this, oh, here we go again. Uh, theory is killing them right now. There's no one that's mentally tough enough to get past LeBron James. And if there was a year, this is the year. I, I said uh, a few weeks ago that this is the year for Toronto if they're going to do it because that window is closing. LeBron, he, he steps his game up, and, and now they're falling back. Philly's starting to get better. Boston's playing well. And, and when Boston get healthy next year, Toronto's not going to be at the top. So this is their window, and they're failing to to uh, to take advantage of the window. There you have it, the paper champions, the number one seed. Uh, they can hang a banner for that, I guess, uh, in terms of what they did in the regular season. Now we we go throw to one of our favorite discussion points. We'll be threading LeBron James uh, and this series throughout the show. But right now we we bring in the hot takes and sausage, one of our favorite bits each and every week. Ryan Bersinger, our executive producer. Ah, oh, there's the sizzle. There's the sizzle of the bacon. He will introduce a topic for us to discuss. Arbitrarily, he will decide a winner based on something you may have said, a one-liner, a reference to some pop culture icon, uh, or just you have a wonderful argument and you should be maybe lobbying on Capitol Hill. Ryan, take it away. Mm, That bacon. That is beautiful. Beautiful, (laughs) beautiful. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Tracy. All right, so we're going to keep our first hot hot take and sausage here in the vein of LeBron. Uh, Earlier on this morning, Brian Noe made an interesting point about LeBron saying that if if the, the Cavs don't win the finals, this doesn't really add to his legacy. This will all just be forgotten. His dominance in this series and his dominance overall in this postseason will be forgotten. So my question is simple. If the Cavaliers simply get to the finals again and lose, does all of this really add to LeBron's legacy? Will this all be forgotten and go by the wayside, or will this truly add to the dominant player that he is? Well, Tracy, go ahead. Uh, of course they're going to 
remember championships. You know, you're always remembered by championships. But what he's doing with this team is something special. Getting to the finals is special with this team. You know, I, I, I can't see um, how this affects his legacy in a negative manner because he he's literally has the backpack on and he's carrying these guys and, and, and Kevin Love is chipping in, but it's, it's mainly LeBron James. He literally carried them through that Indiana series, and now they're up 3-0 to the number one seed because he is spoon-feeding guys like Kyle Korver, and they're knocking down shots, you know, and, and he's just scoring at will and can't be stopped. I don't think it affects his legacy at all, negatively especially. I think where this gets into is the, the elephant in the room the specter, the ghost that LeBron has admitted he's chasing in number 23. Right. Right? When, when we get into the Jordan debates and greatest of all times, everybody, for, you know, just categorically throws Russell and and Wilt and Kareem and all those guys off yeah, to the side. Yeah, Kareem. They, they, I don't understand yeah, that. They, 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 exactly. As you're wearing your UCLA <laughs> shirt here inside the guy go Fox Sports Radio <laughs> Studios. But the, the fact is that when, when we do the, the Jordan thing, it's still always a ring count. Right. And not owing to different times, different spaces, different players, how everything fits together, that it's an easy knock. It was like, well, he didn't win. Didn't win a title. So that's where the detractors get theirs because all they're doing is a count, right? They're, they're Andy Dufresne and Shawshank putting up the <laughs> the number of years that he served. Hey, wait, the stone's starting to fall apart. <laughs> hey, uh, and, and that's kind of what we do with LeBron James, right? That's, that's the easy go-to for people to detract from game-winning shots from carrying a team, from all of those, is that we will just go to the ring count and not appreciate 82-plus deep playoff runs every year and what have you. Now, I'm full disclosure, I'm a Chicago guy, so you, you know where, where I'm always going to oh, try to elbow out <laughs> and everything else. But that doesn't mean I don't appreciate what, what he is and that he's appearing superhuman at this stage of his career. And with this cast, again, I'll, I'll shide... LeBron the GM, but LeBron the player, I mean, that's must-see television each and every night. Because even if he has a bad game, I'll take that over what the effort that I'm getting from most guys in the league. Right, no no question. And, and when you look at, you talk about comparing players, and this often is a comparison between those two. I, I think Michael had more tools in his toolbox, meaning he had Pippen, he had Rodman, he had Steve Kerr who, and Paxson who can spot up and and uh, B.J. Armstrong, those guys that can be threats behind the three-point line, which enables him to create for himself, get buckets, or drop off passes to to, to other guys. Uh, even the bigs with, with Longley and, and Winnington, those guys can set picks and pop. They freed up the paint for him to make plays to where LeBron really only has Kevin Love and, and, and uh, Corver who can spot up. JR is not very consistent, even though <laughs> defensively he is. He's but. actually played more defense, I think, in the last week than he had right. for six months. <laughs> right, and then Tristan Thompson just started playing this year. You know, it's like he didn't have all he doesn't have the tools. Now, if you want to go back to Miami, he has the tools with Bosch sure. and, and, and Wade. Uh so so you, I think if you want to compare then, yeah, he has he had some the, grinders the, the on that team. Right. It's a, a little more depth. Right, sure. he has his tools, but but this team, he doesn't have a, a full toolbox coming coming to build the house, you know? There you have it. Ryan, 
Yeah, I'm going to give this first one to Tracy here. There you go. Uh, Why? You. It was it the Bill Wennington and Luke Longley? Because <laughs> I was going to concede as soon as those names came out of his mouth. If he'd gone Judd Bushler, I might have just walked out of the studio. So you went. Yeah, yeah, that was it. There you have it. First round, hot takes and sausage goes to Tracy Murray. We'll get back into that. Top Sausage's of the hour. Smell good. And, well, you know what? We, we need someone to go make a run and maybe find some breakfast stuffs here as we are early on the West Coast. We're coming to you live from the Geico Studios. Get on in again at Real Tracy Murray at Swollen Dome on Twitter, 877 on Fox. Coming up next, we look at the other side of that game. What's going on with DeMar DeRozan, Dwayne Casey? Is the series just way too big for these young talents? We get into that next. Locked and loaded inside the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Mike Harmon alongside Tracy Murray. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Thanks for being with us here uh, as we get things rolling. Maybe you're recovering from extra celebrations. We talked about the weddings uh, that were flowing yesterday. And now you, you look in the recovery of Cinco de Mayo celebrations. I know there were cleanups in the beach cities as I was rolling in this early this morning. Tracy, people still... Uh, recovering and perhaps in Toronto where they now call it Lebronto and there's a whole million <laughs> millions upon millions of dollars uh, of merchandise starting to flow in that regard but the two games yesterday come back to well one of my favorite sitcoms of the 80s we go back to the Alan Thick Pen theme song how about it didn't it just make you smile <laughs> thinking about Booger and Mike Seaver? That you have the growing pains of the 76ers, and we'll have plenty of time to chop up Ben Simmons. But for the Toronto Raptors to finish off uh, the early discussion of that series, DeMar DeRozan benched for a 14-minute stretch. The Raptors were down 16 when he left the court, uh, and eventually they climbed and clawed their way, see, clawed their way back into things as we go. Uh, minus 23 on the night, 3 of 12 shooting for DeRozan, 8 points. But it was Coach Casey's comments in the postgame that piqued my interest as we started to prepare for the show. Quote, even when you're not shooting well, you can defend and do those things to help us win. But those nights are going to happen. He had a rough night. He wasn't the reason we lost. We were professionals. He's a pro. He's had tough games before he'll bounce back. But we have one more game. Interesting. Our pride is on the line. <laughs> Basically, our season is on the line. But I think he'll bounce back. We have one more game. Uh, I know. Uh, you see the Do mental block here, right? You, th- you think he's packed already? And yeah, Everybody's just, in Cancun already. There you have it. <laughs> it's like, how can you say you only have one more game when there's clearly four more left? You say we're taking it one game at a time and we need to get the next one. But not we have one more game. He just threw, threw out the white flag, didn't he? That's that's what it seems like to me, that you've already decided your team's not ready for LeBron. It's not ready for the Cavaliers. You just can't get past the the big guy in the room is is really all it is. You're, you're scared of the jersey. I haven't seen Toronto yet double him on pick and rolls and get the ball out of his hands. Nope. Maybe they'll run to him and double him in the post. But if they go too late, he's he's – been hitting his fadeaway, but they haven't completely tried to take him out and blitz him and make him get rid of the ball and make somebody else make a play. They haven't tried that yet. They need to try that and see what happens. Let's see if the others can make enough plays to win the basketball game. 
I, I would. You got to try to take the the man out the game at some point. It always gets back to the general philosophy of do something even if it's wrong, right? The the famous Kobe Bryant eighty one point night <laughs> when a double team was a foreign concept in the coaching strategies. That's always it, I guess in Los Angeles that's now become the standard of you know if you're going to watch a guy have a big game, you might as well just buy a ticket. Because that's what happened on that night. Same thing here, that you've got a team that was wounded, that struggled throughout the regular season. A lot of question marks. Like, LeBron was still doing his thing on a night-to-night basis, but trying to find a consistent second didn't happen. The Indiana series certainly didn't happen. Of course, Tristan Thompson being a bystander and him being in whoever's doghouse for, (laughs) for five games probably didn't help. You know, you have a big body that can at least... And bang down in the low post, get you some boards, and maybe give you a little bit of toughness you're lacking. But you you look at the way this series is gone, and yes, you have two close games, so you you've played perhaps better than what history will say if it becomes a sweep. But in those big moments, that the shrinking effect. Go back to game one and that horrific, horrendous, and pathetic run for those final few minutes where it looked like someone had literally put a lid on the basket and finishing shots was not there. But then there's just the LeBron James effect of how are you not drawing up a blueprint at halftime? You certainly have enough time. Halftimes are nice and long. I mean, it's not quite Super Bowl halftime, but it's getting close in these playoff games that you could devise an entire new defensive system. You can, and, and and there are many defensive systems that they come up with uh, in the last 20 years to limit a, a player. Now, what a coincidence. Kobe's 81. That was against the Raptors. So it's something that the Raptors are not doing against these star players and, and trying to limit them or, or, or try to take them out of the game, so to speak, and let the others beat you. At some point, they have to sacrifice and say, okay, my man may get 20 tonight, but LeBron is not going to get 40 and and, and 15 rebounds and and 12 assists. It's not going to happen. He's not going to have a super – we're going to provide the kryptonite for Superman tonight. We're taking him completely out. And and I I haven't seen Toronto do that with any superstar yet. Where's Zod on this Raptor, uh, on this Raptor squad? That's really what it comes down to, Tracy. I mean, who's the guy that that can actually – be that force and you know DeRozan with his 28 minutes and that that's the thing that's going to sting right now you're because that carries into the offseason yes it does the Raptors losing is one thing but DeRozan this was the time to be a star we saw that in in earlier games in this series where he's a non-factor offensively the ball's not in his hands even though he had the robust scoring uh, points per game during the regular season suddenly the ball's not flowing through him. And now you have this effort in Game 3. The questions for him, and not not just the large NBA scale of, hey, let's make this guy a superstar and start giving him a push, and maybe Toronto can become, you know, they're on the map at least and not just a, you know, an afterthought even as a number one seed. But then this disappearing act becomes a, a thing the poison pens are going to be out of the NBA Yes! <laughs> that is right! You're right. I mean, it's one of those situations where you're constantly looking for 
a way to push him up to that next level. Yes, he's an all-star. Yes, Kyle Lowry's an all-star. Lowry had a big game yesterday. The series before, DeRozan had a big series, and Lowry was was lacking a little bit. And then you're saying, okay, fast forward to the Cavs. Both of them are going to have to play their best basketball to beat LeBron. Now you look at, at this series, it's either one is on and one is off. They haven't played together and had a collective really, really good game yet. And you have to start wondering now, especially as the offseason's coming, because you have the same taste in your mouth that you did last year because you underachieved for what, what you did during the regular season. Do we move one of these guys? Do we bring now somebody else in? You know, uh, how do we get? How do we lure a superstar up here to Toronto? Well, you might want to uh, find a way to, to get around the taxes up there. You know, the city's great. The people are supportive. The fans are unbelievable. Jurassic Park is jumping. But... You know, at the end of the day, there's always a, a money situation uh, trying to keep their money. That's always been a problem up there. I played up there. I know what it is to live up there. You know, I, I know how cold it is in the winter, but it doesn't matter when you're winning and you're playing and, and, and the city supports you and they love you. But you're still not getting a Vince Carter-type guy back up there. He was the last major superstar right. to play you know, you you want it's just debates about Bosch, but major superstar was Vince Carter, and they got him through the draft. They're not attracting free agents up there for some reason. I don't know what it is. The organization's good; they they will give you money. The the they you can be marketed all across the country of Canada, not just the city, the country. What's the problem where they can't get? They got a new practice facility. There's, there's something going on where they can't attract a major free agent. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Dwayne Casey telling you you're going to lose putting up a white flag. It's certainly not helping anything. DeRozan, for his part, quote, in the moment it definitely sucks, especially on top of us losing. You never want to have a blank game like I had. I've got another game, another opportunity. That's all that matters. All right, down 3-0. We'll see uh, if the greatness of a comeback, it would appear to me that it's just the foregone conclusion that we're going to get ourselves some more Celtics and Cavaliers action coming forward. But also, we're looking at perhaps a new era in the coaching world as the Milwaukee Bucks have an interview scheduled, and I think it's one that we're going to have some some uh, interesting debate and conversation across the sporting landscape. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Tracy Murray. Dan Byer off today. But right now, we step out to Isaac Lowenkraut and we find out what's trending. Good morning, Michael and Tracy. And we begin in the land. The final seconds of Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals. The Cavaliers and Raptors all tied up. And you know who in possession. LeBron into the forecourt, in on Ananobi, gets shoved toward the side, banks it up. Oh, he did it again. LeBron James kicked it high off the window and drops it through. The LeBron James legend continues. A call on WTAM, Cleveland leads the series 3-0. Earlier Saturday, the Celtics trailed the Sixers by one in the final seconds of overtime when Brad Stevens drew up one of his patented OMG 
ATOs. Five-second count begins. Morris pressure. Lobs it in. Horford catches. He's inside, and he scores off the window with 5.5 to go. Sean Grandy the call on WBZ as the Celtics prevail to also go up three games to none. Perhaps the best summation of the regard for Stevens last night expressed by draft expert Jonathan Wasserman, who tweeted, quote, I want Brad Stevens to draw up plays and make decisions for my life, unquote. Don't we all, Jonathan? Don't we all? Finally, in the Stanley Cup playoffs Saturday night, the Winnipeg Jets won at Nashville 6-2 for a three games to two lead in the Western Conference semifinals. Michael and Tracy, back to you. Thank you, Ilo. Appreciate that. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part? Figuring out which way is easier. Tracy Murray in for Dan Byer today. You find him on Twitter at RealTracyMurray. You heard the big voice guy at the beginning of the show. 12 years NBA UCLA legend wearing the UCLA colors today here uh, as we come to you from Southern California. The sun's starting to peek out. Uh, the people have stopped dancing and have moved on from the bench across the way. You keep an eye on that bench, Tracy. So we have a uh, – it's for the Americans is the latest uh, little – billboard type back to the bench here waiting for buses we have had for years two random people that will start dancing (laughs) they're listening to whatever they're doing waiting on the bus i don't know if they're professional dancers i don't know if they're still clubbing from the night before but they will show up and they'll put on a show and we always try to guess what song may or may not be playing (laughs) uh in their heads or in the headphones and Danny G certainly going to provide the soundtrack for that. So keep an eye on that bench uh, as the morning rolls. Now, being a guy in the league, this was the for as long as you were Tracy and being around this sport and how many coaches have you've crossed paths with assistants and people all the way through film review to the head coaches. The story is one of the intriguing off-season uh, offshoots that we have here. The Milwaukee Bucks looking to interview San Antonio Spurs assistant coach Becky Hammond for the head coaching vacancy. They had an interim, got him to the playoffs. You still have Giannis. You still have a young core that, and when we talk about the Eastern Conference, some interesting things going on with Milwaukee. Now, they're going down the asinine path, and even though they led to Fisdale in New York, whenever you start saying, I got 10 candidates and we're basically having a job fair for a head coaching position, I get a little bit nervous. But in this case, Hammond, while she may not be considered a frontline candidate, and this is coming from Adrian Wojnarowski, that they wanted to talk to her. And they've talked to her in the past about the GM role and trying to get ideas of of different philosophies of coaching. Here in 2018, does it work in a locker room? I think think it does. I mean, to say that um, anybody that's watched Becky Hammond play over the years in the WNBA, knows that, number one, she's a point guard. You're the coach on the court. Number two, she's very intelligent when it comes to basketball. She has a high basketball IQ. Uh, she's played overseas. She has different tactics that, that she knows about playing over there than, than playing over here in the WNBA. She's under the pop tree. There's a lot of people that's coached under Popovich that's gotten head coaching jobs. So it doesn't surprise me that she's being considered because whoever comes from that pop tree, they're, they're trying to duplicate whatever he's doing. Well, I have you know? four of the assistants interviewed for head coaching jobs right. this time out. Right. So, so you know, they're trying to, you know, rub that, that, that pop 
you know, good luck rock, so to speak, maybe the assistant can come over here and do what they're doing in San Antonio because San Antonio's been really consistent under Popovich, making runs in the playoffs, winning championships, um, getting uh, high uh, uh, touted, highly touted players, uh, free agents to come there in a small market. You know, maybe somebody it in goes Toronto back to those tax needed, advantages yeah. though in, in <laughs> Texas. Oh yeah, you got to throw that up in there. There's definitely a tax <laughs> advantage. Uh, no state tax in in in, in uh, Texas. Um, San Antonio's a nice city, you know. So, but going back to the coaches, it's it's like they're learning from Popovich. So maybe they can bring that to our organization. That's that's the thought. That's why you see so many former assistants from Popovich get hired as head coaches. And part of that, at least outside looking in, has to be not as much the X's and O's, but just organizational stability that players can come in with an expectation of here's how it's run. It's not some some of these franchises, and, and we certainly do it with the NFL quite frequently, Of they just seem to zigzag whatever, whichever the way the wind blows. Whereas San Antonio, and granted, having Duncan, having had David Robinson, and then Parker, Ginobili, and you've got threads of guys that are just doing their job. Now, this Kawhi Leonard story gives us a little bit of a an, an interesting <laughs> right. thing, but you know, and we we could certainly talk about that. My whole thing is Kawhi Leonard and his people looked around and watched Isaiah Thomas wave goodbye to the Brinks truck. And perhaps said, "Hey, you know what? I'm not going to listen to the doctors. I got to listen to a my body and what's going on because I'd like the Brinks truck to stay here and actually unload for me, unlike what happened to Isaiah." But you see that kind of rift come into play. But when when you look at a, a Becky Hammond, you know, you go through the pedigree, you go through the consistency, and you see how the Spurs, at least from all appearances on the outside. Again, I'm not in the locker room. I don't live in San Antonio. But it seems that they've embraced whatever her role has been. So that's that should permeate through the league and and perhaps at least open that door. Another thing that's gained respect around the league for Becky Hammond is that she was the head coach for the summer league. Right. And they've won championships in the summer league. So she's proven herself on a on a smaller NBA level just winning in the summer league with guys that's not gonna be there. I mean, Kyle Anderson was on the team where they won the championship. Jonathan Simmons, no one even knew who he was before Becky Hammond coached him in that summer league. So she has the experience of coaching guys that's played in the league, and, and that's doing pretty well now. Um, so so developing players, having a relationship. Coaching in the NBA is it's not just X's and O's. It's player management, managing egos. I, I think she can manage an ego because I don't think guys are going to come at her crazy. You know, okay. they go. I, I think the the respect the lady factor will come into play, and I think they will start looking at her as just coach instead of because she's gonna she's gonna demand your respect. She she played the game. It's right. it's not like she's speaking from a from a, a time where uh, I've never been on the court. She's played at the highest level that she can play at. You know, she's been an Olympian. Uh, I think she played for the Russian national team um, because she has a dual citizenship. Right. Um, She's played at high levels. She's coached with Popovich. There's, she's, she was a head coach in the Summer League and won championships there. There's, there's things to respect about Becky Hammond as a coach. Curious to see how far it goes in the interview process and when that door, be it the Bucks or somewhere else, mm-hmm. actually opens because 
things are changing. I mean, we look at it from a broadcast perspective, right? You working uh, as you do here in Los Angeles and me barking behind the microphone here at Fox Sports Radio, you see just difference, uh, you know, going from Doris Burke and, and some others getting opportunities and perhaps that begets more opportunities. And in the coaching world, Becky Hammond leading the way. Tracy Murray in four. Dan Byer, I'm Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Sunday. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Get us on Twitter at RealTracyMurray. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Coming up next, we check in on the baseball world and, well, maybe something after you were sleeping, drunk sleeping, whatever your state was last night. Maybe you missed it. We get into that next. Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Hi, I'm Mike Harmon. Alongside me, Tracy Murray, in for Dan Byer. You can find him on Twitter at RealTracyMurray. You want to just say hi to Dan and say, where are you? At Dan Byer on Fox as well. Uh, find me over at Swollen Dome, the tribute to my grossly oversized head uh, and the well amount of cloth needed to fit a hat to get over it. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Could get yourself a free rate quote uh, and save yourself some money. And we were talking about the cost of living here. I mean, we got into taxation twice. See, I like those <laughs> topics, man. When we start getting into what it costs to be in Toronto, here living in Los Angeles, and when you start looking at the reading the free agency tea leaves as we're starting to do in the NBA with a lot of moving parts expected. Maybe a couple of would-be superstars trying to force their way out of places as well. Toronto with big decisions of this was the time perhaps to climb to the top of the mountain. And, well, LeBron James and, well, Father Time got kicked to the curb a while ago. <laughs> but certainly Dwayne Casey and the Toronto Raptors took one to the face yesterday as well that – you know, we, we look at the monetary uh, fallout of this and how do you, you know, move those chips around to try to lure those free agents. And certainly in Los Angeles, that's a big thing for both the Lakers and the Clippers. Like, the Lakers have gotten a lot of the talk, but you look at the overhaul the Clippers did, they're going to be contenders for some of these big, shiny names as well. You're right. And, and another thing is, what is Cleveland going to do to try to keep LeBron James? Look at their salary cap. I mean, they got a bunch of young players that's making a lot of money. So what are they going to do to keep to stay in the LeBron James sweepstakes? Um, that's a major question. What What are they going to move to try to free up space? I know they can re-sign him, but he 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 needs guys to come along with him. You know that that's going to help him get back to that level, that championship level. Because this is year fifteen. Offensively, he's not slowing down. Defensively is where you're seeing the decline a little bit right now. He's not defending like he used to. He has fresh legs in the playoffs. It just seems like you get rejuvenated once the playoffs start. Um, but over, you know, and he played 82 games this year. That's probably the reason why you, you look and you say, okay, there's a decline defensively. He hasn't played 82 games in a while. So, so when when you see that going to the finals every year. There's going to be a decline at some point. So who are you going to get besides Kevin Love that's going to come in there and, and help pick up some slack? Because uh, I, I don't know how soon the decline is coming, but Father Time wins. Eventually it's going to happen. You're sure he's not a robot? <laughs> Cyborg? He, he, uh, Superman. There's, there's no kryptonite right now. may actually be Superman. We, we don't know. I mean, it's it's just the interesting philosophy. I Although i I got to be honest, watching it, 
uh, this year and him playing the number of minutes he did and playing all 82 games, I was very disappointed that the, he didn't flex his muscles <laughs> against the league, right? Because because right. of the backlash of, oh, they're taking days off. It's like, wh- whatever. You want him to play in June. Right. I don't care that LeBron James takes a day off in December. I'm sorry for the family that traveled. That, that that's that's the breaks. Right. He might as he may have well as hurt a hamstring or something two nights before your game as well. You want him playing in the playoffs, and I I hope, and that was the the big hope as he played all these games. Now part of it they still needed every one of those wins to do what they did, but during the course of the season it was you hope there's not a burnout come playoff time that father time doesn't come get him on the big stage. Right, and, and so far it hasn't been. You know, he, he's he's really taken it to another level. Um, I, I think uh, the guys, uh, the others, um, not the young guys that just come over because they're still lacking that experience and they're not really confident in, in the playoff situation yet. But George Hill, uh, Kevin Love has, has, has stepped his game up since the injury. Um, JR has had a couple of big games. Uh, Tristan Thompson is doing what he did in the finals a few years ago, being active, stepping out, switching on pick and rolls, keeping guards in front of him. Um, you, you're seeing the others step up in different ways. Kyle Korver starting to hit shots, but you, he still needs that. And you see Love go out and, and have a big game yesterday. Um, maybe they're thinking him at the five spot can create that big game because he has an advantage. Uh, uh, foot speed wise, uh, he stretches the big out to the corners or, or to wherever he's popping to for three point shots, and LeBron gets to penetrate even more so. Um, maybe they're maybe that's the the uh, chess game that they're playing, but he still needs, I think, that other guy soon uh, because this is year fifteen. Waiting to see how the dominoes fall. It's time to step out to Isaac Lowenkron. There was baseball played last night, Isaac, in between all of the NBA fodder and some Stanley Cup playoffs and the Kentucky Derby. Uh, we still had a full slate of MLB. How are you, buddy? Good. Uh, tr- crazy game, in particular in Seattle last night, guys. Mariners and Angels. Mariners led 6-4 going into the top of the ninth inning. Justin Upton of the Angels hit a two-run home run to tie it. The Angels took a 7-6 lead in the top of the tenth. The Mariners tied it in the bottom of the tenth. The Angels took an 8-7 lead in the top of the eleventh. The Mariners tied it in the bottom of the eleventh, and then still in the bottom of the eleventh. And the right-handers 0-1 to Healy. Swinging a ground ball down the third baseline. Fair. Gets up down the left field line. Seager rounding third, waving his hand. He will score. The Mariners win it. They win it 9-8 on a walk-off RBI double by Ryan Healy. Rick Riz, the call on KIRO, and speaking of while you were sleeping, while the rest of Major League Baseball was sleeping, the Mariners improved their record to 19-13, and and they're actually just half a game behind the Angels for first place in the American League West this after last season going 78-84, and so they are very comfortable right now flying under the radar, guys. Don't call it a comeback. 14 pitchers used in this one, Isaac. A lot of stoppages for uh, concession time. Got to love that. And certainly a game that went deep, deep into the night uh, as we still come out of the Albert Pujols uh, 3,000th hit and all the excitement that flowed from there. But it's all about the NBA. The NBA playoffs roll on. We look at the other game from Saturday night next on Fox. Greetings. Welcome back into the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's Fox Sports Sunday. Thank you very much, Razzie. 
glass of, well, whatever your beverage of choice is, maybe you're still celebrating Cinco de Mayo. Uh, for me, it's an oversized coffee cup here as we roll on in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com, get yourself a free rate quote. Mike Harmon alongside Tracy Murray, Dan Byer off this weekend. Tracy, 12 years in the NBA, UCLA, and a man that well, knows this city of Los Angeles very well, so he's going to navigate the free agency market for us <laughs> and be luring uh, potential free agents here to come play with Lonzo Ball and hang out with LeVar. No? <laughs> Being around, you, uh, you know, you want to go go deep in that, down that rabbit hole? I mean, LiAngelo didn't get invited to the, to the Combine, which is kind of a big deal in this year where we have so many early entrance and so much of a, a changing face of what college basketball has become. We want to take that one for a quick minute. Um, but would you, when you look at what has transpired uh, with the Ball family, uh, the Lakers, uh, UCLA, uh, the scandal last year, it, it's no surprise that the NBA didn't invite Leangelo Ball to, to the combine. It, it's not just off the court. It's not just dealing with daddy. It's also a situation where I don't think he's he's good enough to to be right. You know, in the combine, he's not very athletic for his size. Um, when he scores these unbelievable amount of points, he takes that many shots. So he's not really efficient when it when it comes to scoring the basketball and and, and him getting the seventy two points. It's on fifty shots. So it's, it's a Hey, some bit. guys in Los Angeles have done that before, Kobe. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, they may, look, know, back, Dan, they may Dan, look back to me in high school as well. Right. I averaged 44 a game, sure. but I, I was shooting over a 50% clip. Right. So, I mean, you got to be efficient if, if you expect to get seen or invited to these NBA combines or, or seen be, be seen on a high level. Yeah, know, especially and, with a lack of athleticism that he doesn't have. And let's face it, the NBA has had enough circus, at least for the moment, right? Unless he was a premier player you're not shocked given right. again the number of players vying for those slots and and vying for the early entries it was 160 or thereabouts right between here and international trying like there's 60 guys drafted it's getting ridiculous i, I mean and look I'm, I'm a big proponent in if you can go and make your profession at 18 go make your profession we, right we, we do it in all these other aspects of life and you know for so many millions of people it's not you know college doesn't become the option and and you can go in and have your trade or, or whatever job like likewise you know you can go to the military if you can program a computer they don't care whether you have a degree or not if you can get it done likewise for for basketball purposes as well but when that number bloats to that size there's something in the process broken right right that's why i said get rid of one and done because you have a bunch of kids going to college and they don't want to be there. So why should the schools suffer bringing in one guy and you're investing in him for one year to possibly win a, a national championship, which doesn't happen most of the time? Why have that system? Just let them go into the NBA draft or combine and, and, and let, them, let them just go from high school like they did with LeBron and Kobe. Yeah, it's going to take a couple of years before those guys develop. Now, now, LeBron was a man when he first came in. He was he was built like a man. Right. But the rest of those guys were kids. Garnett, uh, uh, Kobe, it took those guys, Tracy McGrady, took those guys three, four years before they became who they were. Now, they had the work ethic. They had the, the, the uh, competitiveness to be that star. 
the rest of these guys nowadays, uh, you know, I, I think they need to take a page out of those guys' books when it comes to being professional and, and coming and taking a spot. Uh, I, I, think, I think it's real simple. Get rid of one and done. Let them go into the NBA uh, draft or, or combines or whatever. But make them earn it. Let's see how competitive you are. Send them through the G League. If you really want the NBA, come through the G League and and earn your spot in the NBA. There you go. The G League, now that there's more money getting pushed yes. in and it's not just going to be about referees anymore, which has always been the criticism of it, that perhaps because of the money Gatorade's put into it, that it becomes a, a true developmental right. function. Now, with the, the one and done, you know, the, the process as, it, as it's gone through, like, again, I, I'm all for – if that's going to make your lot in life, stop protecting teams from themselves. Right. And B, colleges aren't closing, right? Mm-hmm. I can get a degree right now. I can strip down to whatever God gave me, and I can get a degree from my couch. Like, right. they, everybody, you can find someone to print you a, a certificate or a, a give you a degree from somewhere. So colleges aren't closing. If anything, it's a bigger moneymaker than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. So if a kid decide after the NBA dream either doesn't work out or is short-lived, you can always go back to school. Right, I did. Uh, after after fit, playing 15 years to, all together, three years in Europe on top of the 12, um, at the end of my, my European uh, situation, I, I, I went back to school and finished because I knew I wanted to come into broadcasting or, or maybe possibly coach on a college level, and you need your degree on the college right. level if you're going to coach. you got to be the example. So I made sure, and I also promised my parents, you know, uh, I leave early. Okay, uh, you know, my word means everything. Go back to get your degree, and I did. Um, so it's always there for them to do. Uh, Jawan Howard went back and got his degree while playing as a teammate of mine in, in in Washington. So it can be done. You can still get your degree. But if these kids want to go earn a living and, and, and achieve their dreams, go ahead and, and and give it a shot. But also be realistic in what it is. Look in the mirror and, and know that you're ready for that, that situation because if you come in there and you're not prepared, uh, you're overseas and you're not coming back. Yeah, the league's going to eat you up pretty fast. Yes, there aren't, really there aren't enough slots uh, for just be a hanger-on uh, unless maybe you're seven, seven plus. Maybe right. you get an extra year or two along the way. Fox Sports Sunday, Mike Harmon alongside Tracy Murray. Uh, coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Get on in with us at Real Tracy Murray on Twitter. I'm over at Swollen Dome, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. We had the Cavaliers winning a nail-biter. LeBron James calls bank. It was open late on a Saturday. And then we had, well, the earlier game, the undercard for that performance gave us another thriller. Ben Simmons will trigger the side out of bounds. Sixers down by one with 5.5 to go in the overtime. And another Boston-Philadelphia classic. Simmons, inbound. Knocked away by Al Horford. Has the steal. Sixers have to give the foul, and they do with three seconds remaining. Celtics radio network on the call. Simmons, you have that turnover, and Bede's back is to the ball. Earlier, we had the J.J. Redick turnover. We had the confetti falling from the sky as if the game was won on the Bellinelli jump shot at the end of regulation. You had a whole cavalcade of things. There was a shot that Redick made in the overtime that he started doing the, hey, I, I got dust on my hands thing, walking down the court. Like, what the hell is he doing? And two minutes ago, he almost gave this game away, and now he's 
a minute into overtime thinking this thing's done because he hits a jump shot. <laughs> we talked growing pains. We, we see it again with the Sixers. Finish the job. Too much show and not enough go. Uh, and this is the learning experience that they have to go through. The antics and all of that, leave that behind. Concentrate on the task at hand. Now, now Ben Simmons turning the ball over, expect it. He's a young guy. He's a rookie. He's going to learn from his mistakes. J.J. Redick is a veteran. There's no way you throw that basketball away, but you put pressure on people to make a play that's not used to making plays. That happens. The joke that was immediately running around was having been with the Clippers. <laughs> the second round got too big for him in that moment. Well, well you're right. <laughs> I mean, the Clippers didn't get very far with that team that they had. And, and Reddick was a, a part of that team. And, and when that pressure hit, you know, he kind of shrunk in that moment as well with the Clippers. So, um, and he's the leader of, of the Philadelphia team right now as far as the veterans are concerned. Uh, that Bellinelli shot was incredible in the corner, but the coach left the floor. He thought it was over. It's like the game is not over. It's tied. Come on back out of the tunnel, coach. We got to coach in overtime here. Well, he's trying to sell the call. I mean, <laughs> the, the videotape's going to tell us everything, right, and it wasn't even close. Know. Yeah, it doesn't lie. Like doesn't you needed know. to see that one time to say, okay, we're playing more basketball. Right. The fact that it took 10 minutes to sort that out was asinine. And, and you're coaching against Brad Stevens. Well, he's the one of the best coaches in the top five coaches in the league. He's going to be ready for overtime. He's got the Wile E. Coyote tag on him now, right? The super (laughs) genius, the comparisons to Belichick and all of those things starting to flow. Because when we we look at the the Celtics and we talked a bunch about free agency, that you you look at this squad, the two superstars, at least in name, Kyrie Irving and and Hayward, they're not there. Hayward's gone all year. Then you lose Kyrie, and they haven't missed, missed a beat. You got these guys, and it's the question of, you know, the process on one side. Jason Smith and I have had this discussion during the week. Like we had the process and the way the Sixers, and it took a lot of lotteries and scratch-off lotteries of guys once they actually got healthy to live up to the hype. Right. Whereas in Boston, you make a bunch of moves and you have this sequence of strategy to get yourself into position. And now you look at Rozier and these guys. Perhaps we underestimate that part of the process as it was being undertaken by Danny Ainge and that Celtics front office. They had their own process going. Um, It it may not have been with investing completely in the young guys and in the draft, but the first part of that process was getting Brad Stevens. Then you go out and get a couple free agents to go along with with your drafting with uh, Jalen Brown and and company. And, and, you know, they really put together a really solid team. And they have a defensive mindset. We may not score the ball a lot, but we're going to lock you down defensively. And when you have a guy like Smart that can just cut your water off like that defensively, and then you add Tatum in the draft, and, and you get a really talented player with him. And and, and as I say about uh, Jalen Brown, has really stepped his game up. These young guys have been working. They're developing under Brad Stevens. And, and just like you said, he's the mastermind behind all of this. You know, when it comes to X's and O's, uh, after timeout, uh, side out-of-bounds plays or underneath out-of-bounds plays, the X's and O's, he's, he has that. And he has the respect of his, of his players. When you put all of that together and how hard they work and Danny Ainge putting the right pieces there, you have a team without their stars still advancing. Time to take another step out 
and bring in our executive producer, Ryan Bersinger. It's time for another round of hot takes and sausage. The sizzling bacon welcomes you in. Danny G on the ones and twos, our technical producer for the day. Ryan, Tracy's got a one nothing lead on me. Mm -hmm. I'm looking to even it up. What do we got? Well, here, round two, the double stack. Hot takes and sausage. (laughs) Double up. (laughs) Uh, So speaking of the Celtics, Stephen A. Smith, a guy who works for another network, uh, he (laughs) threw around the idea earlier this week. Straight up, Kyrie Irving for Kawhi Leonard this coming offseason. Is that a deal that you guys think should happen? I like that. It's a nice wild rumor. It's time to start throwing stuff against the walls and see if it sticks, I guess, uh, at this juncture. Uh, can we get uh, an independent third doctor to look at uh, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard at this point, right? We got team doctors saying, you're ready to go. And, and we'll get into that in five minutes from now, that whole part uh, of the, this process in the NBA uh, with your insight, Tracy, from being in the league for a, a dozen years. But I, I need to know that that he's healthy. I think Boston, having gone through what they did with Isaiah Thomas, I, I don't know that they're bringing in potential damaged goods. And a guy that now – at least outwardly, and you know, you do your due diligence, they'll hire a bunch of private investigators, whatever they're going to do, to find out exactly what got to the heart of an organization that for two decades has just run and the ship is not veered off course no matter what's come in their way and the bodies that, that churn and new players coming in. There's never been that. Likewise, I mean, we see it a little bit with the the Patriots as well, where all of a sudden after two decades, everybody's suddenly talking out of school, or at least that's what people would have me believe that I would like to get to the bottom of what exactly is going on in this situation. And does it upset the chemistry of what the Celtics have now built that you got to like no superstars that goes to the point we were just talking about the two guys that would have been ball controlling, that would have been me centered in terms of how the offense and everything would have to roll. They haven't been there. So everybody else has been able to step up and play a part. And you've seen that the, the whole is greater than those individuals. No, I get played off. <laughs> would it would bring it in a guy like Kawhi? Does that change things? I guess becomes the question. I, I think it does. Um, what's going to happen with Gordon Hayward? He's another guy that's injured. You know that. So you're going to add another injured person to an All already right. injured person. So what's going to happen to him? Is he going to finally get a chance to to play in that situation? Where? What are you going to deal? I, I don't see that happening straight up. What What are you going to deal with Kyrie Irving? To what are you going to move? Are you going to move uh, one of the, the uh, Marcus Morris? You have to move somebody for Kawhi to fit in there and play a different position. Are, is him? Are, are they going to play together, Hayward and and, and Kawhi? Or is somebody going to play behind each other? Um, what's going to happen with Jalen Brown? And, and what's going to happen to uh, Tatum? These guys are, are developing. Are, are, are their development going to be stifled by bringing Kawhi Leonard in? Um, Terry Rozier, he's really stepped up, and he showed that he can run the team. I mean, sometimes you think he can run it better than than, than uh, Kyrie because Ky- Kyrie is more of an offensive player, and he'll go get you buckets. But Rozier can do both. So I, I think bringing in Kawhi would, would hurt them more than, than help them because of the fact that you're going to have to move somebody else. And they have a, a nice chemistry with what they have. Oh, at the wire. Orchestra was warming up. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Uh, great work on both sides. I'm going to give this one to Mike this time. 
All right. Well, we're. Oh, come on. There, there you go. Ray, <laughs> Ray's fuss, Ray's cane. You can battle it out uh, momentarily. Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Tracy Murray from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, we get back into that Kawhi Leonard discussion. Why? Because to me, it's interesting trying to get into the locker rooms, get into the mindsets of players, their power, their agency, and owning their part of their careers as opposed to perhaps the team being able to direct that. We get into that topic next here on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Tracy Burry. Dan Byer off this week. Off enjoying a little bit of NBA playoff action and maybe getting some gardening done. Dan working around the house. Uh, and he'll be back with us next week. Right now, as you see, Tracy, I mentioned it earlier, we got guys lining up outside the bus stop. I do not see Dancing Man. You got to listen to the whole show. You got to listen to the whole show. You can find the podcast as part of the Fox Sports Weekends uh, tab there on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, Rate it. Give us five stars. We'll love you forever. We'll walk coast to coast, give you big warm hugs. I'm like Olaf. From Frozen. I like warm hugs. See, you've got little kids. I've got two daughters. That still plays uh, as we roll forward, Tracy. It was on last night. Yeah? Yeah, my my, my girls. Oh, I nice. walk I walk through the door, and they're, they're singing. Uh, they're singing along with yeah, it? singing yeah. along. Olaf's melting. Yeah. <laughs> have they psychologically gotten okay with that yet? Or? In summer. Uh, you we got to have the ins- – it's, it's a big song and dance. I mean, that's a good one to audition to. For some of the things my daughter does for, for middle school, she's in the, the cast of a production of The Lion King. Oh. And she's actually getting to do some of the choreography, so she's pretty jacked up. Right now, working on history homework but, and social studies. She's knocking it out, she, too. She's working it out yeah. in the hallway here as, as she gets ready for a big dance performance a little bit later on as I go hang out with Charlie Brown, Snoopy, and the rest <laughs> of the Peanuts gang. Um, but as we, we were talking a little bit ago, talking about the landscape, the possible trade scenario if nothing else just throw it up and see if it sticks Kyrie Irving and and Kawhi Leonard and and look we're starting to just move chess pieces around you say ah they don't need this guy let's let's move on and most of it is just nothing more than I fill 10 minutes but the Kawhi Leonard story as it developed in San Antonio one of great interest just from the the battle lines being drawn between players agents and looking at their short and long-term goals in this league, not only as a wins-loss championship, but also making sure you secure that big contract if it's sitting in the offing. And I think a lot changed in how things developed for Isaiah Thomas over the past year. You have the hip injury he plays through. You have his sister's tragic death that became part of the story of his playoff run. But the hip injury the thing that sat and he played through and eventually you go into the off season with a lot of questions of whether he's going to be ready. Eventually dealt to Cleveland only gets to play there 15 games. He even laughed about it saying we were terrible defensively before I showed up, but statistically he was actually the worst defensive player measured in a 25 year period, but we'll push that aside for the moment, but physically never quite right. Comes here to Los Angeles, plays with the Lakers, has a couple of big games, but doesn't look comfortable at all. Finally shut down. But that Brinks truck that he was asking for and joking about at the end of last regular season into the playoffs, that left. That started driving somewhere else because that money's not coming back. And now you have the injury, aggravation, and more rehab and everything that he's got to go through again. 
that that money's not coming back from. So if I'm Kawhi Leonard or other free agents that are looking at a max or super max deal, he's the cautionary tale for the league. That's true. And and there's going to be a lot of uh, extensive workouts for Kawhi Leonard when it comes down to are, are we going to sign this guy for a Supermax? Um, they're going to have to make sure that he is healthy and that he can shoulder the load that, that he did when he was playing. Is this the same Kawhi Leonard that we're getting that played over the last few years? That's what we're going to invest in. If it's not, then, of course, that the, the Isaiah Thomas situation definitely pops up in your head. Now, take me through in, in, a, in a locker room. You're a 12 years NBA. We playing at UCLA and, and being on the big stage that, you know, certainly there there's pressures that go through to play through pain. And then we get into the injured versus hurt d- debate and discussion. Right. In the end, it's can you get back on the court or not? And certainly for years, it's always been rubbed dirt on it. we you know that's why we have the oh, yeah. big lawsuits that we have in the in the NFL and discussions of what people knew and didn't know related to different injuries and concussion symptoms and whatever but certainly for the NBA as well as if you can still move at 80% and your 80% of you is still twice as good as that guy that's rolling up off the bench it was figure out a way to get back right. in and it seemed for years that players at least bought into that and i i wonder if the the change in the head as it sits for the players' union, that when you got LeBron James, Chris Paul, and the big names helping to push whatever the union wants, that that's, that's where this trickles down from, that you have players realizing that they have more power, and that's where Kawhi Leonard is. But inside the locker room, how much of that discussion, how much pushback are you getting from trainers? How quickly does that stuff get cleared where maybe you're not right, maybe you're not right, and you know you're not right. You don't, you know, you know your body, but from a straight medical perspective, everything checks out, and they need you back on the court. Well, one thing about an organization, they will make sure to check out. Um, I was in Washington in the in the preseason. We were playing Portland up in Portland. I drive down the lane and and do something out of character. Try to dunk on somebody. Slid underneath me to try to take a charge. I fly over, almost about to fall on my head. I put my right hand, shooting hand down, to keep from falling on my head. I rip my my um, ligament, the big ligament that's in your wrist. Okay. Now, that's an injury. That's my livelihood. Shooting was my thing. Now, I've had trainers, doctors, everybody lie to me and say nothing was wrong with it when it was clearly ripped. Uh, every time I shot, it felt like a butcher knife. Was I, I was being shocked by by electric shock, or, or or a butcher knife was stabbing me in my wrist. So I knew something was wrong with me. Um, they'll shoot it up, saying it was a cyst in my wrist. We're shrinking the cyst. That's a lie. They're wow. shooting cortisone in my wrist. You know, later on I found that out. But you try to trust trainers, trust doctors for the organization. They can't be trusted. So you know your body. You know if you're hurt or not. And if you are hurt, if you are injured, sit out. If you're hurt or, 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 or you're just shaking up a little bit, get out there and play. I played the whole year that you're getting booed out of the arena by, you know, the home fans because they thought that, you know, I'm not bringing what I'm supposed to bring. Right. 
So, I mean, by the end of the season, playing the Bulls that year in the playoffs, we got swept, of course, but I was playing my best basketball at the end because my wrist was so numb. I didn't know if it was coming or going at, at that point. Um, but shortly afterwards, got the surgery, and I, I was really upset with the organization. They wanted to do the surgery. I didn't trust them anymore. They didn't do the surgery. I had the Lakers doctor do Went the Went outside, okay. Right. So this is a situation where, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's gone through this. You can't trust team doctors and team trainers anymore. That infinity gauntlet that you've fitted on your your arm looks really good there, Trace. You're, <laughs> you're ready to take over the, the cosmos uh, as we get flowing. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk uh, about the games well that we're going to see today. We've got some intrigue and interest because why the Eastern Conference is done. Let's turn to the West where things are at least a little more interesting. That's next. But first, we step out to Isaac Lowenkron. We find out what's trending and developing in this sporting universe. Ilo. Michael and Tracy, let's relive the ending of Game 3 of the Eastern Conference semifinals Saturday night with the Cavaliers and Raptors all tied up. LeBron into the forecourt, in on Ananobi, gets shoved toward the side, banks it up. <laughs> he did it again. LeBron James kissed it high off the window and drops it through. The LeBron James legend continues. A call on WTAM. Cleveland leads the series 3-0. Earlier Saturday, the Celtics trailed the Sixers by one in the final seconds of overtime of their Game 3 when Brad Stevens drew up one of his patented ATO specials. Five-second count begins. Morris pressure. Lobs it in. Horford catches. He's inside, and he scores off the window with 5.5 to go. Sean Grandy the call on WBZ as the Celtics prevailed to also go up three games to none. Stevens drew widespread acclaim for his coaching moves last night, but characteristically put the focus on his players after the game. It's already been addressed. Oops. <laughs> Wrong Boston area head coach. Sorry. Sorry well played. That. Well played. You could tell because of the lack of personality. Anyway, let's try that again, shall we? I've never been around a guy, a group of guys, and I've been around some really special ones um, that can just turn the page. They just turn the page, and they just play the next play the right way. And um, You know, it's, it's a really unique group in that regard. Finally, a... Painful baseball note. Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mazeliak, said this morning that catcher Yadier Molina will be out at least a month after he was hit in the groin area by a foul ball in a game yesterday. The pitch that was fouled off had been clocked at 102 miles an hour, and Molina had to have surgery on Saturday evening. Yikes. Michael and Tracy. Hey, thanks for that one, buddy. That's an uplifter on a... Wanted to close Sunday on morning. an unpainful note there. So while you're all Ouch. going out and buying ice for whatever cookouts and everything, just raise one up for Yadier Molina. <laughs> oh, yes. Great yeah. googly moogly. Thanks, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that one. Uh, Isaac Lowengrad on the updates for us. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is Easier Fox Sports Sunday, Mike Harmon alongside Tracy Murray, 12-year NBA vet, rocking the UCLA polo. And no, he does not have an infinity gauntlet yet, uh, <laughs> but perhaps he's inspired uh, if he's taken in the billion-dollar movie uh, that's rocking the box office. At Real Tracy Murray on Twitter, find me over at Swollen Dome. And Tracy, we had the two Eastern Conference games yesterday, both series now at 
commanding leads is the euphemism that we say. Uh, Dwayne Casey's already thrown up the white flag uh, to Lebronto uh, and the Cavaliers. I really wish I'd thought of that. That's millions of dollars uh, being siphoned uh, out of the T-shirt and, and apparel business here. Uh, but we get to the Western Conference. We actually have a couple of series with some intrigue and, and a little bit of, of interest that that's starting to swell because the foregone conclusion of the Rockets and the Warriors advancing, maybe a little bit of a hiccup uh, as we go through, especially when I, I look at the, the Houston Rockets, it, where we have guys that have playoff histories, I think would be the kind way to say it. When we look at James Harden and, and particularly Chris Paul, I go back to game two and the dribbling out of bounds and looking looking down like, ah, well, I've been here. I've done this before. <laughs> and it, it it just harkened back to his Clipper days that I, I fear that there's still a little bit of that in his mind, right? We talk about the youth and growing pains of the Raptors uh, and the Sixers that maybe some of the old demons are still sitting there in Chris Paul's head. Well, I hope not. I mean, I, I picked Houston to win it all this year because of the fact uh, Chris Paul's leadership and what he can maybe take some of the load off of James Harden where he can get some rest sometimes instead of having the ball in his hands the whole game. Um, they have role players that, that are really stepping it up, knocking down threes. Capella's been playing amazing all year uh, on both sides of the court. Um, but, yeah, the, you don't want old habits to slip in. Slippage is what costs you losses, and, and you don't want that to, to slip in into the brain and, and let it be a, like a, a cancer and spread throughout the team. You got to stay sharp, especially in postseason, and and uh, hopefully this is not happening with Chris Paul. Is it? Do we get it as simple as matchups that Utah yes. Utah just keeps coming at them as opposed to being able to impose their will, run and gun, and if you don't hit shots early, that trying to adjust that offense to function if the three point shot isn't falling early, that that perhaps that's where we get into some of the old Dan Tony and, and this type of offense bogging down that Utah is just pesky enough to to be gnats? Well, well, another thing is Utah plays defense. I mean, Joel Engel is getting under people's skin. Joe, wow, he's that that we were talking about WWE heels and yes, stuff a little bit earlier, you and I. <laughs> you want to talk about a guy who embraces his villainy? Right. Which is something I always that, – that's the only criticism I've ever had of LeBron James was when you did the decision and everybody got mad at you, even if you gave money to the Boys and Girls Club, just own it. Right. People were, you left Cleveland. People right. were going to be unhappy one way or another because of the whole sanctity of playing your career as a superstar with one team. But Joe Ingles, I mean, this is a guy that from opening tip <laughs> to the final gun, he doesn't care. He, oh. People look at Lance Stevenson or Draymond Green. He he takes those guys, and, and he's a world-class WWE heel. You're right. He, he's a heel. He gets under your skin. Oh, and by the way, I can knock down three-point shots while getting under your skin. Without jumping, Without which, is, jumping. Uh, which is something to do. I right. don't think we could fit two pieces of paper underneath his feet. An underrated defender. I mean, he, he's really defending well. And then you throw in Donovan Mitchell, who's always in attack mode and can shoot the you – know, you're looking at, at both rookies right now. And, and if the decision wasn't already based on the season, the regular season – I would look up and say Donovan Mitchell was the, the rookie of the year right now, the way this kid is playing. Um, and everybody's feeding off of his energy. And you and you still have Gobert 
and, and the rest of the the supporting cast that's there, you know. But they do have injuries of their own, with, you know, that they're, you know, some some really important guys that that are going to be out. And I, I think if Houston can take advantage of that, uh, then then they continue to advance. But uh, Donovan Mitchell is is incredible, and and Ingles is is playing out of his mind. Well, we're looking at Ricky Rubio was upgraded to questionable. We'll see as we get closer to tip. Uh, that's later on this afternoon. The earlier game uh, with the Warriors and the Hornets. We'll get into that coming up in about 20 minutes from now. But next, here on Fox Sports Sunday, we're, we're going to have a, a little bit of fun. We remind you that we are brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The NFL, well, the silly season is upon us and money is flowing. Uh, one quarterback got paid. Who else is on the list? Oh. We get into that next as we play the feud on Fox Sports Sunday. Welcome back in Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Tracy Murray. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. You could switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Tracy Murray in for Dan Byer at Real Tracy Murray on Twitter. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Hey, you know what? It's time to welcome in all of our cast of characters. We're going to talk a little bit of NFL and funny money. Some of our hosts on the network, not quite digging what the Atlanta Falcons did earlier this week. Me, I celebrate it. And you know what it makes me? It gives a nice opportunity for us to take a look at the NFL and play the feud. There it is. We have the entire Fox family put together for you here today. We've got Tracy Murray in the chair with me, Danny G Radio on the ones and two, Ryan Bersinger, our executive producer, and of course, Isaac Lohenkron on our updates. We're going to go through the list, and if you pay attention to the big money flowing around, Matt Ryan Mm -hmm. with his $30 million a year annual average salary. Well, that's all fine and good. We're going to go two through ten. Top nine answers are on the board. Finish off the list of quarterbacks making crazy bank. Who are the second through tenth on the list? Tracy, you get to be the first to step into the arena. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Survey says... Uh, All right, we get the boo. There's the buzzer. Cam Newton coming in at 15th at $20.76 million. Ryan Bersinger. Yes, I believe Joe Flacco's getting a whole lot of money. Joe Flacco, once upon a time we debated, is he elite? Lamar Jackson getting praise from the Baltimore Brass. Show me Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco coming in at the near the back end of the list, coming in ninth. On the list of quarterbacks at $22.1 million. Danny G Radio. From Fresno State, my favorite quarterback, Derek Carr. Show me Derek Carr. $25 million per year in Chucky. Looking over the top of him and making sure that he's going to earn every penny of it while he recruits fullback after fullback to get back to smash mouth football. Isaac Lohenkron. You like that? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he doesn't say a word. Kirk Cousins. Is Kirk Cousins up there? 
Yeah, survey says yes, sir. At twenty-eight million dollars, he is your number one answer, right behind Matt Ryan. Remember, we're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Fifteen minutes. You can save fifteen percent or more on car insurance. So get over to Geico.com for a free rate quote. We go back to Tracy Murray, round two. I'll say Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Can he throw a football? Can they found him a new arm? They may not have, but he is on the board. He's sitting there right alongside Derek Carr at $24.6 million. Let's go back to Bersinger. Take two. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he's at the back end of our top 10 right now at 22 million dollars uh in theory as we look at the reading the tea leaves he's the next to get the massive contract danny g radio another round for you the 49ers didn't have to do it but they did garoppolo you are absolutely right that they didn't have to do it <laughs> and he is up at the top of the board at his 27.5 million dollars a little premature bell ringing over there. I, I dig it. But, you know, it's a churchy Sunday, so let's get the bells ringing. Isaac Lowenkrog, give me another answer on our top ten list. After this guess, the rest of them won't be a breeze. Oh. Is Drew Breeze on the list? Everybody says yes. He is tied with Derek Carr at $25 million per year. As we go through the list, we have two quarterbacks remaining. Two strikes remaining. We're back to Tracy Murray. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson of your Seattle Seahawks running for his life. Is Russell Wilson on the board? Oh. Oh, Just outside our top ten. He's at $21.9 million. Two strikes on the board. We get back to Ryan Bershinger. All right. Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger. Come on. Ben Roethlisberger in the news talking about longevity. Maybe we get into that, Tracy, as you talk about a guy towards (laughs) the back end of his career. Maybe talking a little bit out of school. Ben Roethlisberger, has he made enough cash? Is the average per year enough to make our top ten? No. Oh, Oh, no. Ben Roethlisberger not on the board. He finishes 12th. Let's show. There's our buzzer. We're working out some kinks in the the, <laughs> the system on our antiquated board. Oh, those All are right. the TV producers. Wow, there, there's that too. All right. All right, let's see the number three answer on the board. Matthew Stafford oh. at $27 million per year. And number seven on our list, Alex Smith. Whoa. Alex Smith of your Washington Redskins coming in at 23 Point five million dollars. A good effort, though, guys. We got close, yeah, nice. and I think it goes to the fact that when you look at the next nine on the board behind Matt Ryan, there's a lot of guys that you say that guy's making that much money, really. <laughs> and it's what the market will bear. Your contract comes up at the right time. You're the next in the queue. You're a serviceable NFL quarterback. You get paid. Look at last year. Jay Cutler talked out of retirement. He was on the couch, ready to go into the booth. You want $10 million? Sure. I'm in. <laughs> and you go all the way through, and you look at where the the top heavy is, the guys that were drafted four or five years ago, and you have the ability to churn. You look at Garoppolo, San Francisco. Did they need to do it? No, but they wanted to show that longevity. They wanted to show they were committed 
with their front office and their quarterback to this next era. Well, and, def- and definitely the quarterback is the most marketable position. Everybody knows who they are. They're they're in control of a, a lot of wins and losses just by completing the pass and, and the line protecting them. So uh, they're a very important piece to the puzzle. So um, definitely uh, you just got it, to it, – quarterbacks is definitely the most important position. So highest paid, definitely. It's where the uh, the price of admission is. You remember the quarterback club, they had their own marketing agency back in the day and certainly looking going forward that whenever the contracts come up even if you may not love your quarterback the old question you have to ask is who's replacing him particularly if you end up in the muddled middle of NFL standings where you're not drafting in those top 10 and maybe you haven't done the chess game of accumulating enough assets to trade up Mm -hmm. to that high a position you may be stuck in the middle with an average quarterback. Coming up next, we wonder if the Warriors are going to come out and play. <laughs> Snacks on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Hey, welcome on in. Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Tracy Murray. Dan Byer off this week. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. You can visit geico.com and get yourself a free rate quote. 12-year NBA vet. Wearing his UCLA blues. Go Bruins. Tracy Murray, ready for another run. You're 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 itching to get back into the fall already. Oh, you yeah. You just want definitely. to buy bypass summer and because let's face it, summer's gonna be a lot of chasing what the kids want to do and and, and <laughs> it's fantastic. You celebrate every one of those moments, but then you're tired. And you want to get back to <laughs> you want to get back to basketball. Yeah, you want to get back to basketball. Plus you you're interested with all of the signings that UCLA had. You know, how are they going to incorporate that into the season and how will they do? Will they be successful with it? Are these guys going to step up to, you know, their ranking or or their name? Um, How far will they go next year? So these are all questions that, of course, the the anticipation of the season, uh, that's the questions that need to be answered. Always the interesting question uh, on the the larger scale, right? We, We look at college basketball and we, we love the, the players, but we don't know the players like right. we once did. So the coaches become king. And certainly here in Los Angeles at UCLA, there's that ghost that just hangs over. No matter what you do <laughs> and how well you may be performing and building a program, the the ghost of, of old Coach Wooden just hangs in the balance. And, and the poison pens come out perhaps a little faster here in L.A. As much as people on the national scale say, ah, you play in L.A., you know, it's all superstars or whatever. No, 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 you got to win here. Yes. Or people will move on to other things. And at UCLA, they move on to writing terrible things about you on message boards or flying banners uh, behind (laughs) airplanes over practices. (laughs) You're right. I mean, UCLA is the hottest seat when it comes to the coaching. Um, I'm not sure if I ever want to take that seat if if I wanted to coach in college because I, I know the pressure I know what Coach Wooden has done there is special. That would never happen again. But people were so spoiled back then that they think, okay, let's get back on a 10 national championship run. That's never going to happen again. No, you're never going to have that convergence of players, guys staying. Back then you couldn't play as freshmen, so you were uh, just a whole different system. And where it evolved to isn't going to be that same system three to five years from now if, if the momentum keeps going. We had the Nigel Hayes story earlier in the week talking about, hey, at Wisconsin, we almost boycotted and sat down because of you know what players and player treatment and the talk of salaries or, or stipends or whatever that case may be, that 
you've you've got enough of that undercurrent and certainly a lot of folks that help c- control the purse strings trying to figure out exactly how to make this equation work. Right. And and what he said what wasn't going to work. I mean, it's not going to work during a regular season game. Now, if everybody sat out March Madness. <laughs> well, that's just it. It's got to be a systemic thing. Right. right. It can't be one team. All right, you forfeit. Beat it. Right, right. That that would work if it was March Madness and everybody was on the same page, but it's not going to work with just one game, one school protesting. It's not going to work. All right, I misspoke earlier. I said the word Hornets. Why? Because, well, I got problems. New, New Orleans, <laughs> the Pelicans later on today will take on the Warriors. And for Golden State, they got Steph Curry back into the lineup in game two. Game three is a starter. They have a, a subpar game, I think is the kind way to play it. We have the Draymond Green and Rondo beef, I guess, two guys that aren't going to back down. It's not, it's not the the way to – this is great for a title fight. It's great for MMA or the WWE. But for the NBA in terms of trying to impose your will on an opponent, because that's what you're trying to do, right? You're trying to gain a psychological advantage. This seems to me like this will be a stalemate no matter how many rounds we want to go. This is playing rock, paper, and scissors with someone for hours at a time. But if you're Draymond, why wouldn't you do that to Anthony Davis? Seems like that's be the guy you'd go poke at, <laughs> right, right? That's the one you poke and try to play mind games with and, and, and try to get him out of his game. Rondo, yes, he, he's, he's a, you know, an important piece, but if you're going to poke the bear, go poke somebody bigger, and, and that has more of an impact on the game. Well, it just seems that Rondo, just his makeup, is also a guy that... Oh, he's a tough dude. You're going to get the dust up, right, and we'll right. get some some great camera angles right. and some mean mugging back and forth, but he's not backing down. No, no. Ron- and and nor, nor is this new to him. He's done this playoff run. He's done this try to intimidate and, and back guys down that it, it seemed like more, more a wasted effort on Draymond <laughs> Green's part just from that angle. I mean, Green doesn't know Rondo's uh, his past. I mean, he, Rondo's gotten in teammates' faces. Right. <laughs> teammates. So you think he won't get back in an opponent's face? Just go listen to a Ray Allen interview or three. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> he's he's picking the wrong guy. You know, if you want to get in somebody's head, go to somebody that's important. You know, try to go at Drew Holiday, which that's not going to work either because Drew Holiday is a tough kid as well. I know that family very well, and he's not going to back down. Well, with but all he's been through at this point, I right. think playoff basketball, like, this this is gravy. Right. Like, this is the exactly. bonus time. Exactly. Or, or go try AD. I mean, he has the – the, the, the biggest uh, impact in the game, and, and, and honestly, that's who you want off their game. I mean, because that kid is unbelievable if, doing what he does at seven feet. If nothing else, you just want to body him up and make him uncomfortable right. and, and not get into the rhythm like he did, certainly game three, where we, we saw you know, you have no Boogie Cousins because we we've been talking about the carousel of free agents. Boogie Cousins is a free agent at the end of this year. Right, right. now you're looking at this roster going, I think I could run with this. Right. Do I want to pay him? the max money I do, or can I find another ancillary part? And that'll be part of the silly season that we get to. But you look at what Miritich has given them, Holiday and Rondo, both grossly unexpected, I think would be the the nice way to term it in terms of what their productivity has been. You could have never expected these returns. I mean, playoff Rondo is a thing of like a legend, a myth. We can make a whole superhero franchise out of what this guy is during the regular season and where things seem to switch uh, come playoff time. But you're getting great performances and production, and I like that they're making the Warriors uncomfortable. Yes, you have to make them uncomfortable. And Even a couple of years ago, 
before Rondo got there, they were making the, the Warriors uncomfortable in the playoffs. Uh, I just think the matchup with Anthony Davis, whoever's guarding him, is the problem. I mean, he's going to get major numbers. Now you're seeing Holiday in attack mode, and just like you said, he, he already had enough stuff off court that he had to deal with where basketball is now – you know, it, well, it almost it, lost basketball yeah, altogether. Altogether, so, right? right. So, Family is always more important. So, I mean, you know, he's out there playing uh, uh, pressure-free basketball right now. But Rondo, I mean, of course, he's the he's the head of the snake, and and he knows how he has experience on how to win at a high level. He has a championship ring with Boston Celtics. I mean, Miritich, he needed after what happened in Chicago, he needed a a new situation. He has. An, an unbelievable uh, weight off his shoulders. Now he's playing with a team that that's allowing him to play his game and fit into. Not, so when you fit in like that, what are you going to do? Now do you you need another piece? Are you going to sign Boogie Cousins, or are you going to go get another piece that's going to be more comparable to to uh, what you need? To you know, win? I I told you about my Chicago roots. So bringing up Miritich being away from. Chicago and how that organization's <laughs> been run low these many years. It, it stung, Tracy. It, it was really kind of a, a jab at me there. Well, you can't go beat Miritich up and think he's going to stay. Well, just just in general, the way <laughs> as long as you're loyal to the chairman, right? Everything gets to stay uh, status quo, even though quite obviously you, you got a lot of seeds of discontent. That'll be on my podcast. I'll do some <laughs> Chicago sports ranting uh, coming up at some point along the way. But you know what? Right now we got a hotly contested. 1-1 one, one score in Wee. hot takes and sausage. Now it's time to get to the rubber match. Time where the rubber meets the road. Ryan Bershiger comes in to give us our final topic of the day. Tracy and I will debate it briefly. We'll try to pull in some pop culture, maybe a couple of great one-liners. Maybe one of us will slam the table like we're <laughs> David Fisdale. You never know. But here we go for the final round today. There we go. The triple stack. No, oh, see, now, yeah. now I got a lot of carbs and sugar flowing through. <laughs> me. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, for this one, I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball at you guys. For the first Ooh. two, we did basketball. So we're going to talk about baseball for this one. Ooh, I know we I haven't touched it. on it at all throughout the, the show. So uh, during Friday night's game in Monterey, Mexico, between the Dodgers and the Padres, in which the Dodgers threw a combined no-hitter, Walker Bueller, Tony Singrani, Yemi Garcia, and Adam Libertor. It was very nice. Uh, on <laughs> not, not showing your colors at all. No, not at all. As all the not Dodgers all. Uh, gear is flowing throughout <laughs> here as we come to you from Southern California. But uh, real quick, though, think about that, though. You had Pujols in his 3,000th hit. Mm. You have the combined no-hitter in, in Mexico. And then you have Garrett Cole, one hit, 16 strikeouts, and he's barely yeah. on the metal stand. <laughs> <laughs> you have one of the great performances that we're watching in off the mound, it's like, ah, it doesn't matter. You're third. Yeah, no, seriously, Garrett Cole was insane. I watched his final pitch. He had 99 on his 116th pitch in that game. It was wow. amazing. Um, but during the game in, in Mexico, Rob Manfred joined both the Padres uh, TV broadcast and the Dodgers TV broadcast. And in both of them, he voiced support for the idea of expanding Major League Baseball to 32 teams with ideally a team in Montreal and a team somewhere in Mexico. Uh, what are your thoughts on this expansion to 32 teams, especially uh, two international teams? Uh, and in the state of Major League Baseball right now, can they really afford to expand? Well, I was the beneficiary of an expansion team. It changed my career. It changed the direction of my life. It changed the direction of my family's life. So I'm in favor of expansion. 
It's new opportunities for coaches or managers. It's new opportunities for players. It's new opportunities for a city to have a, a major professional team. So the fans, it's an opportunity for the fans to have something to hang their hat on, something to cheer for. Why not have a team in Mexico? Hey, I, I was living in Canada. And you think the Montreal Expos are mad that they don't have their team still? Hey, bring them back. I want my Expos back. So, I mean, I, I think it's, I, I'm in favor of the expansion. It gives a lot of opportunity. It gives you a sense of pride with your hometown team. You have something to cheer for. Sweet caps and merchandising and travel plans and Wee. all these opportunities for sales, marketing, and it really it comes down to this. We're, we've been talking a lot about through the first month of the season, attendance, woes, and questions, weather clearly a problem. Hell, you can still go skiing two hours away from where we are here in Southern California. That's how much precipitation and how much the weather patterns have changed. The, you've got a couple of mountains that are open through Memorial Day as they're <laughs> advertised. So ponder that. If you want to come out to Southern California, uh, give me a call. I'll meet you along the way. We'll have a cup of coffee. But the the fact is that you're, you're looking at the television side of things, right? If you're feeling that you've got a good base where that is stable, that's where the money flows. The right. in-stadium, I don't denigrate it. I don't push it aside. But that's, I think, a secondary concern in terms of the largesse of the Major League Baseball machine. What I'd also like them to do, in addition to the expansion, because I'm all for guys getting more opportunities. This will get Tebow up from the Rumble Ponies, and he'll be able to go to home runs and strikeouts like everybody else really fast. But we we look at just the the pitching side of things is a little concerning. That Do you have enough quality arms? But you know what? We like offense. So fine, bring it up. Let's get more 9-8 games like we had that Seattle and Anaheim game. Uh, I'm sorry, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim game like we had last night. That we'll get more of that. What I would like them to do also, though, is figure out a way to, through a uh, crowdsourcing or whatever it may be, to let's put a couple of lids on some stadiums that already exist so that in April and May we can play games. Right. And we don't have cold outs, snow outs, freeze outs, right? There was a game called at Wrigley. They had snow, but what was the problem? The field was frozen. Oh. So now we're, we let's let's try to – not that I'm suggesting putting a dome over Wrigley, save the hate mail. Yes, I'm a White Sox fan. <laughs> but the fact is that if we can do that in a couple of these spots, perhaps you don't have these losses of dates that you have to make up as well as expanding like bigger pie – Everybody wins. Awesome, awesome. But unfortunately, not everybody is going to win right now. Oh, <laughs> oh. That's good. I'm, uh, I'm going to give the edge to Tracy. Hey, yeah. There you go. I, I love the the talk about experiencing a an, an expansion franchise from his point of view and giving that opportunity to so many people. And I just really want to see those Expos jerseys again. Nicely <laughs> done. How about the Expo hats? Yeah, they, we get those hats out. Maybe oh, yeah. we, we start wearing more Vladimir Guerrero. Yeah. Throwback Expos jersey. Maybe we could do a, a nice montage of all those guys. I forget what year it was, the All-Star game, where between the two starting teams, you could have fielded an entire Expo lineup. <laughs> when you think about Randy Johnson and Larry Walker and, uh, and a bunch of those wow. guys, that yeah, no, it makes you sad just thinking about it. See, I, I just saw Tracy. I just, I just took the. I'm trying to figure out which movie I want to go. To. <laughs> I, either way, I, you know, I, maybe I had the kryptonite for him there. Uh, we're going to get back into the NBA. That was great. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, hot takes and sausage, a staple here on Fox Sports Sunday. We're going to get back into the NBA. We're going to talk to Yahoo Sports' Michael Lee 
talking about these playoff series and, and what we can expect later today as the Western Conference takes over our mindset. That's coming up next. It's Fox Sports Sunday from the Geico Studios. Welcome in Fox Sports Sunday coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. You can go to geico.com, get yourself a free rate quote. It is Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Tracy Murray. Dan Byer off this week as we watch people start to congregate, get their Sundays flowing here in Southern California, waiting on the bus across the way. There's one guy dancing a little bit. That's a running thread on the show is that we always <laughs> monitor the outside activity. Some folks come into yoga, whatever you may be doing on the Sunday morning to and from services, maybe heading out to brunch, meeting up with family, friends. We thank you for taking a few minutes of your time to spend with us. You have a lot of options in your entertainment consumption uh, and to hear my voice for a few minutes and it makes you stick around. Well, that warms the warms the heart that you would allow me to be in your life, and and Tracy, I know, feels the same. So uh, we appreciate you giving us a few minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. You can continue carrying us with you on the iHeartRadio app, wherever you may go as you travel about today. Now we're going to go out to the hotline. Uh, NBA senior writer for Yahoo Sports, Michael Lee, covering the NBA playoffs. All right, the Eastern Conference is basically, well, done. We saw that last night, Michael. But now we get to the West, and we've got some intrigue. Uh, if I'm a betting man, which favorite am I am I looking at to fall? In, in, uh, in what series are we talking about? Well, just talking about the Western Conference. If 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 I if I oh. were a betting man looking for a long shot, obviously the chalk came through in the Kentucky Derby. But if I'm looking for <laughs> one of these un, underdogs to swing the big upper t- cut and take down uh, one of these heavyweights, which would which which series am I looking at? Ah, God, that's a tough one. Uh, I, I lean more towards, I guess, Utah if I have to pick one. But I sort of feel like um, that will eventually lean towards Golden State and Houston meeting the conference finals anyway. But I think Utah probably has the ability to uh, muck up the games and uh, make it more disruptive and make Houston uh, comfortable. But, um, yeah, that's a tough one because I, I sort of feel like um, <laughs> we're going to get the – we're going to get the series we expected when the season started. Boston and Cleveland in the East, no matter how that whole Eastern Conference turned out, and then uh, Golden State and Houston in the West. In your opinion, what do you think Utah have to do to beat Houston? Um, you know, what they did in game two, you know, um, just really try to make sure that the other guys don't kill them. You know, you just just take what you're going to take. James Harden and Chris Paul are going to get theirs. Um, don't let Eric Gordon be the guy that that uh, that that kills you. You know, just just live live with the results of the, the two All Star guys, but try to shut down what the other guys do. And that, that that's what they did in Game Two, and they also got some big performances uh, from Dante Exum and Alec Burks. And they're gonna have to get more of those performances. They got to find a way to free up uh, Donovan Mitchell, um, who's been slowed down a little bit the last two games. He hasn't shot the ball well. But uh, if they can get him freed up and try to shut down like Eric Gordon and some of the other guys, some of the other shooters in Houston, run them off the three-point line, continue to be physical, continue to have Gobert's presence felt in the inside, um, they, they can make it interesting. But I don't know. I just feel like we're, we're sort of on the road to inevitability out west as well. 
But is Joe Ingles out of Happy Valley in Australia, is he the hero we need? That guy that's, you know, hanging out at the court. He's not quite Billy Hoyle. <laughs> Billy Hoyle could jump and talk to talk to a, a big game, but Joe Ingles being the agitator, he's kind of like the Darius Kasparitis to mix the hockey metaphor in. Guy just trying to mix it up a little bit from the opening tip. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's not in there for uh, you know aesthetics. He's he's, he's going to make it ugly. He's going to get physical. He's going to shoot that kind of awkward three point shot and just get it to splash. And uh, but yeah, he, he's just the guy that's out there just trying to get under your skin, get get you annoyed. And it worked against Paul George in the last round because Paul just couldn't believe that this guy was just busting him. And I think it kind of affected him a little bit. He's like, hold up, man. I'm way better than this guy. But every time he looked up, he's drilling a three in his face and talking about it. Like, it's not even that he was just hitting a shot and calmly running down the court. No, he was letting Paul know, like, I'm, I got you. And I think that, that with a guy that doesn't look very athletic and, and is, is, is drilling threes in your face, um, that, that can be a little annoying and upsetting. And I think uh, Joe played that role very well. Do you think Ricky Rubio coming back and being healthy will help Donovan Mitchell get back on point? Yeah, because it takes a lot of decision-making out of his hands. I mean, um, now he's sort of running the team and trying to set up guys and try to figure out how to find that balance to go for his. I think when they when they when Utah really started to take off was when they just kind of let Donovan Mitchell just go and be in attack mode. And I think when he's just in attacking and just, you know, probing and, and just, you know, getting to the rim, that, that's when you see the best of them. But when he's out there trying to make decisions for his teammates and himself, I think those that that's when his uh, his uh, table, um, his plate gets a little too full. And I, I think sometimes you got to remove some things from the plate, and then he can be a little more focused and effective. Fox Sports Sunday, Mike Harmon alongside Tracy Murray. Uh, find him on Twitter at RealTracyMurray. Find me over at Swollen Dome. On the hotline with us, NBA senior writer for Yahoo Sports, Michael Lee. You can follow him on Twitter at Mr. Michael Lee and catch out all his latest and greatest uh, flowing through. Let's rewind to yesterday's games. Uh, I had us play the Growing Pains theme song. Why I wanted to pay tribute to Alan Thicke a little bit. Uh, but overall, we, we looked at both the the Sixers and the Raptors You know, showing some youthful signs. But the Raptors, it seemed in the postgame, put up the white flag. Dwayne Casey's ready for vacation. Um, that performance uh, was basically a white flag uh, because you, you, there, there, there were two games. I mean, they, they, they obviously should have won game one, but they, they just were playing so scared in the last quarter. They couldn't get a shot to fall because they were begging for it to go in. And, or, or, you know, it's also hard to shoot when your hand's around your neck. You know, that's tough, too. <laughs> um, and then in game three, I thought that they really recovered well because they got smashed in game one. Well, game two, LeBron was just hitting ridiculous horse shots, and I just you just live with that and say, okay, he's a great player. But game three, they worked their butts off to come back and, and, and tie that game, and they really showed that they could withstand with LeBron James' punch. But then in the last eight seconds, they just basically said, all that work we put in meant nothing. We didn't even care because – LeBron was the only guy who was asserting himself at the end of that game, the only guy taking shots, the only guy that had any kind of rhythm in the fourth quarter for, for, for uh, Cleveland. You cannot allow him to get ahead of steam and go downhill and take the shot, whatever shot he wants to take, um, and win that game. You have to get the ball out of his hands. I was stunned. I, once, he, once he caught the ball in the corner, I was like, okay, they can trap him here. No, they're not going <laughs> to trap him. All right, but they can get him at half court. No, they're not even going to get him at half court. 
okay, when is somebody going to run up and, 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 and get the ball out of his hands? Because I, can, I, would, I would live with a J.R. Smith layup more than a LeBron James shot because he is the boogeyman. He's the guy that's <laughs> been spooking them for the last three seasons. He's a guy that they have shown so much deference to that they've been humiliated. This is a guy that's been clipping his fingernails on the on the sideline. This is a guy that drank a beer, almost had to drink a beer uh, in the playoff game last year, you know, mockingly because he has so little respect for them. And they let him be the one to beat them again. And it's almost like, why are you doing this to yourselves? You can actually, you, you've been the better team all year. You've been the team that earned the number one seed. You have 59 victories. You earned this, this position that you're in. You had home court advantage. And you're not even trying to compete. You're not even putting yourself in a position to win games. And it's disappointing because, you know, LeBron's probably going to go to an A-straight NBA Finals. We're going to look at all the teams that really had a chance. I don't know if any team really seriously had a chance to beat them. But it doesn't help when you've already mentally conceded uh, before the battle's even finished. And that's what's disappointing about Toronto. I feel like LeBron has purchased real estate in their heads, flipping <laughs> houses for years, and they're not doing anything to kick them out of their, their yard. Like, yo, man, get up, kick him out of your turf. And, but he's going to occupy that forever now. With, with all of that being said and done, um, this is a closeout game. It's hard to close people out. Who, will, who needs to step up and what needs to be done for the Raptors to continue to play in this series? Um, well, they need they need DeMar DeRozan to, to, to show up. They need him to – and I felt bad for him last night, the fact that he wasn't on the floor uh, in the closing minutes. And uh, you could tell he was really down because it almost feels like you're at a point of no return because he's your franchise guy. He's your all-time leading scorer. He owns every record, you know, um, you can think of. And for him to not be in a position to help you win that game, it's got to hurt him. It's got to sting. And you wonder if – He'll check out and not even care about game four or he'll use that benching as the opportunity to remind people, even just for one game, that he deserved all the credit that he was getting this year. He deserved the fact that he might wind up being a first-team All-NBA player for the first time in his career, or even not that he was mentioned in MVP conversation because he, he had a wonderful season, but he's had a terrible series. And um, I think that if he bounces back – Kyle Lowry's actually had some pretty good moments in this series, especially he did in game uh, last night. But uh, if the, if they're going to have any chance, they're going to have to have star performances from their stars. You know, their bench, their role guys have been doing the job all year, but you know in the playoffs, what gets it done are, are the stars. And if your stars aren't stepping up, then you're going down. Fantastic stuff. Michael Lee, NBA senior writer at Yahoo Sports. Follow him on Twitter at Mr. Michael Lee. Thanks for getting up for, with us this morning. Enjoy the games, Michael. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate Talk it. to you again soon. Uh, that's Michael Lee on the hotline with us. Fox Sports Sunday. He's Tracy Murray. I am Mike Harmon. Uh, we thank you for taking a few with us here. Uh, we'll step out of the NBA and go to the NFL as we had one quarterback with a big contract. The other guy saying, I'm still getting paid. You can't kick me out the door yet. <laughs> that's next. But first, we step out to Isaac Lohenkron and we find out the latest on what's trending in the sporting universe. You know, Michael and Tracy, the mayor of the great city of Toronto is the Honorable John Howard Tory. 
However, the owner of Toronto continues to be LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron into the forecourt, in on Ananobi, gets shoved toward the side, banks it up! Oh, 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 he did it again! LeBron James kicked it high off the window and drops it through! The LeBron James legend continues! The call on WTAM, Cleveland leads the East Semis over the Raptors three games to none. Earlier Saturday, the Boston Celtics went up three games to none over the Sixers with an overtime victory at Philadelphia. Baseball. We've heard of pitchers being put on the disabled list because of the likes of hangnails and blisters, but this morning the St. Louis Cardinals placed catcher Yadier Molina on the 10-day disabled list due officially to a, quote, pelvic injury with traumatic hematoma, unquote, after he was hit in the groin with a fouled-off 102-mile-an-hour fastball yesterday requiring surgery Saturday night. The Cardinals say he'll be out at least a month. Michael and Tracy, back to you ever so delicately. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I, I'm icing up as we're sitting here. I'm just <laughs> thinking about him. Yeah. Uh, everybody, uh, if you're icing down some beverages today, just take a moment to think about Yadier Molina. I was watching that live. We were sitting there, and the look on my face, my daughter, we were, we're, we're eating. She looked at me. She goes, Dad, what happened? I'm like. I can't even I can't even begin to describe it. It's like you look pained. I'm like, I think we all are. Your, your think, voice went up a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, a couple octaves. Yeah, no, it 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 pained me. I mean, we've all. I mean, you oh, certainly playing <laughs> twelve years in the NBA, college hoops, and and even hell playing on the playground or pickup games as you you do now. And for me, you know, being a rec rec league uh, guy on occasion, uh, that you're gonna find yourself in some some awkward positions, maybe take a <laughs> knee or a foot. Hell, yes. even playing with your kids, you take a knee, a foot, or an errant pass that <laughs> takes a bad bounce on you. We, we've all felt that pain. A plastic bat? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, We uh, when we were younger, what was funny is we'd go out and we'd be playing, quote, wiffle ball. My, my younger brother insisted on using a wooden bat. Uh-oh. So occasionally, occasionally bad things happen. Bat slips? Bat, bat would slip. Maybe you'd... Look, I wasn't a catcher by trade, but everybody <laughs> wanted to stand in. Maybe you got a little bit too close. And then at one point, we had a friend over, and he took the wooden bat. My little brother got a little bit too close. Took one. To, that was the last the wooden bat was able to make. Because they used to give you commemorative bats. People don't remember this. Like, giveaways weren't always garden gnomes and bobbleheads. <laughs> they actually had bat day. You're right. With legitimate-sized bats. They weren't like the little mini things that you have on your desk. No, they'd give you a full... 30-inch bat with the you know engraved signature of whatever star they were promoting, and that became part of your your arsenal and going out to the <laughs> to the fields. <laughs> I tell you what, you're bringing back a lot of bad memories of getting <laughs> getting clipped, as I want to call it. Um, yeah, I took a lot of shots, and and it, you know you, you you bend over and you you grab them. You just have no no choice. No, it's hard. It, it's yeah, hard to yeah. just play it off and just oh nothing happened. It, and then, in some cases, you might get a delayed reaction, and yeah. then you grab them. Ninety-seven miles an hour. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's not good for anybody. That's so, the fact that he's going to miss a month or longer, <sighs> just that long walk to the dugout that we saw from Molina in that game yesterday, that was that was one of those like that's that is not a comfortable man. Move on. It's like when they show repeats. We were talking about a little bit, you know, some of the injuries that we've watched 
through time. Remember when Paul George wow. got hurt a couple of years ago uh, doing doing stuff, Team USA, and we um, I was doing a remote. I was in Arizona for uh, Cardinals training camp, and I had a little TV. Now, here in the Geico Studios, we have decent-sized monitors, not big screens by any stretch, but you know, there it was a little little TV in the corner that I'm monitoring. I'm like, guys, I don't know if you have this on. Badness just occurred. Go find a replay because, you know, even watching that live was one of those that, that you know exactly where you are when an injury like that happens. Uh, I, I hate seeing ankle turns and, and Tony Fee now dislocating his, his uh, ankle, you know, in the par three contest. Right. You know, Paul George, even the kid from Louisville. I mean, it's like. Oh, sure. These. I don't like seeing injuries. And, you know, it pains me. It's just like a jolt goes through my body when I see it. And then they keep playing it over and over. I just get up and leave because I can't even see it anymore. It's just when it happens, it just it just brings back a lot of bad memories of maybe stuff that, that happened to, you, you know, you on the quarter. You know, it's it's just a tough thing to see. Tough tough times, certainly. Yes, uh, hey, our best go to Yadier Molina. And when I put some ice in a beverage <laughs> later on, I'll, I'll, I'll have a moment of peace. Uh, well, in his hope, honor. Let's hope it doesn't affect him, you know, kid-wise later on, you know, yeah, reproduction-wise. Uh, there's you know? a lot of stuff that, that flows out of that, and now, now you're making me all sad. Uh, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico, so you can go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Really quickly, uh, as we flow through, we had a great conversation with Michael Lee about the NBA. NFL, Ben Roethlisberger uh, upset this week that they drafted Mason Rudolph in the third round. Uh, Roethlisberger, he of the multiple threats to retire, told the team earlier in the offseason, hey, if I'm healthy, (laughs) if I'm healthy, I'm coming back. So you know what? That quarterback position that's important around here, that we're talking about all this funny money, um, you don't need one of those. We've got other pressing needs, which they do uh, in any NFL team. You can identify uh, areas of need. But when you've got a quarterback who's been in the league and has taken the number of hits that Ben Roethlisberger has, right, this is your 15 coming up. Not a young man. By all accounts, he's already cheated father time by a number of years in the NFL uh, landscape in terms of longevity, that he would come out so against uh, the team that has stood by him through some, let's just say, less than stellar times in his own (laughs) personal decision-making, and the injuries have piled up. Eventually, you've got to be ready for the succession plan. When we look at it and we cross sports and we go into an NBA locker room, guys look – I mean, they're territorial, but I, I don't remember a lot of guys From talking out of school studios. like this. Right. I mean, this is one of those cases where you take the youngster, you know, and you put your arm around him and you say, okay, this is what you have to do to be a quarterback, a successful quarterback in this league. Instead of, you know, father time is going to win. You you don't need to tear the young fella down or or, or, or uh, make some comments towards the organization for a potential replacement. I mean, this football, 15 years, that's a long time in the football, in the National Football League, taking hits. And, and, and it, you naturally, your body just gets older and you can't move like you used to. So this is the time where you say, okay, let me kind of groom this kid to take my place 
when I'm done. Instead of saying, what are you guys doing? You're trying to kick me out. It, it doesn't make sense to me because professional sports is a young man or young woman's game. It's not, it's, it's not for older people. Eventually, father time wins. Well, that's just it. With Ben Roethlisberger, it's like even if you don't want to groom him, you don't have to come out and bash the organization. No, no, like that's the don't. part of it. It's like, all right, it, we know Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers weren't best buddies. Tom Brady's not, you know, chummy with all the guys that have been drafted over the years to supplant right. him. It's you know, just keep going back and do your job and throw everybody the middle middle finger <laughs> while you're still winning on the field and keep Mason Rudolph on the sideline because eventually his time will come coming up next we get into the bag of fun and yes we parlay all the time paying tribute to the 80s classic from eddie murphy it's fox sports sunday mike Harmon alongside tracy murray and that comes up next progressive insurance creators of the name your price tool choose from a range of coverage options and pick the price that works for you Visit Progressive.com today. Fox Sports Sunday. Welcome back in. Mike Harmon alongside Tracy Murray. We thank him for sitting in today. Dan Byer off today. We had a good time. Had a great time. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Three hours flowing by and, and getting a lot of the tales from locker rooms and the history. When's the book come out? <laughs> you know what? That's You're about the... Fifth or sixth person in the last two weeks has said, okay, when are you writing a book? If nothing else, just start dictating into a phone. I got a couple of apps I can suggest to you that you can then transcribe pretty easy. Well, you know so what? So you don't even I, have to fat finger that thing out. <laughs> I might have to take you up on that. All right, pay a couple of bucks to someone to edit it and you're you're good to go. Uh, <laughs> at Real Tracy Murray on Twitter. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Fox Sports Sunday, of course, brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. A staple on the show as we close things out on a Sunday morning. Well, LeBron James, he's a one-man gang. I brought up the one-man gang earlier this week on Fox Sports Radio. And those who are really, really, um, well, they have problems like me. Uh, and they start thinking about wrestling of the 80s. The one-man gang? You, you remember the one-man <laughs> gang? All of like 450 pounds of them from the baddest parts of Chicago running around with the, the chains and everything. Yeah. Um, people that got that and started tweeting me pictures of the one-man gang. I, I don't know. I, I felt like you know kindred spirits. I, I felt the love. It was a beautiful thing. Uh, but it's been him and a band of merrymen. We've seen Kevin Love step up his game and a little more consistency from Corver and even J.R. Smith a bit here in the second series uh, against the Raptors as they take a commanding 3-0 lead. Saturday Night Live decided to get in on the bit yesterday, so it's time to go into Harmon's bag of fun. And there's our favorite favorite music from the wonderful world of Curb Your Enthusiasm. They decided to get in on the fun. Donald Glover, ready to play Lando Calrissian in the new Star Wars film. Obviously, Childish Gambino, his stage name as well. He was the host, and he was one of the Cavaliers' secondary players. <laughs> well, here's how they describe themselves. The Cavaliers playoffs. 2018. We run this league. Nothing gonna stop LeBron James. Everybody knows about LeBron. But don't forget about us. 
the other Cavaliers. And whatever LeBron needs, we'll get it done. As long as what he needs isn't basketball. But we've got everything else covered. Every time LeBron makes a free throw, I'm right there with that high five like, there you go, LeBron. <laughs> I've always got LeBron's back and his shoulders. I hold LeBron's third and fourth cell phone. You know that thing when you roll the ball up the court to save time? I'm pretty good at that. And I only play in blue jeans. I average zero points, zero assists, six personal fouls. I sweep up LeBron's chalk. I run the pick and roll. That's when I pick up LeBron's laundry and roll it on over to his house. <laughs> nice. I'm 53 years old. I have seven kids, and two of them are also on the Cavs. Our point guard is a Roomba. I'm still learning the rules, and I'm a slow learner. We run an offense called Hot Potato. LeBron throws us the ball, we throw it right back. Hot Potato. I shoot granny style. And don't forget about the girl on our team. It started as a gimmick, but guess who's the second leading scorer on the team, even though I'm a heavy smoker? And we're the other Cleveland Cavaliers. So we all just want to say, thanks, LeBron. Thanks, LeBron. Thanks, Bron. Thanks, LeBron. And hey, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends with the uh, character of LeBron carrying off two guys on his back. Uh, you heard the dog barking. That was the starting center named Pancake. Uh, and when they were saying, I've got his back and his shoulders, uh, they're giving him a neck massage. <laughs> So there you have it. The life of a superstar as seen through the eyes uh, of uh, well, the backups and Saturday Night Live having a little bit of fun uh, commanding lead. So now we shift straight into parlay all the time where we give three examples of things. Well, we could predict in this sporting world uh, for time interest. We'll move on from last week. I need winners from each of the two Western Conference games today. And can you tell me if either of the Eastern Conference teams avoids a sweep? Ryan Bershinger. Warriors. Warriors. All right. Rockets or Jazz? Rockets. And can either of those teams avoid a sweep? Uh, the Raptors will. Tracy. Yes. Warriors, Pelicans. Warriors. Rockets, Jazz. Rockets. Any team swept? Any of them avoid a sweep? Raptors. Raptors will avoid a sweep. Uh, I'll go with the same uh, as we go. Chris Maddox, Karan Butler next. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.